Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. I bless you all uh, this afternoon. Good to see you all once again. And those of you who are listening by way of the website, we bless you in Jesus' name. Genesis chapter 3, look at verse 1. It says, Now the serpent was the shrewdest of all creatures the Lord God had made. Really? He asked the woman. Did God really say you must not eat of any of the fruit in the garden? Of course we may eat, the woman told him. It's only the fruit from the tree at the center of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God says we must not eat or even touch it or we will die. You won't die, the serpent hissed. God knows that your eyes will be open when you eat. You'll become just like God, knowing everything, both good and evil. The woman was convinced the fruit looked so fresh and delicious, and it would make her so wise. So she ate some of the fruit. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her. Then he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes eyes were open, and they suddenly felt at their, excuse me, they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they they strung fig leaves together, around their hips to cover themselves. Towards evening, they heard the Lord uh, God walking about in the garden. So they hid themselves from the trees. The Lord God called to Adam, Where are you? He replied, I hear you. Excuse me, I heard you, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God answered or asked, Have you eaten the fruit I commanded you not to eat? Yes, Adam admitted. But it was the woman you gave me who brought me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, How could you do such a thing? The serpent tricked me. She replied, That's why I ate it. Today, uh, I want to share this timely word, I believe, to the women in the house, also in the body of Christ. I want to go from the start. The queen, the Esther, excuse me, the queen, the intercessor, the judge, and the victor. The queen, the intercessor, the judge and the victor. (laughs) I want to say that again. The queen, the intercessor, the judge, and the victor. Growing up, one of my favorite favorite cartoons that uh, I love to watch uh, was called Voltron. Voltron was simply about this five uh, space explorers who came together to 
bring back this legend called Voltron. Voltron was this big giant robot that was basically uh, a defender of the universe. Uh, it would destroy these uh, uh, monsters that were <clears throat> created by Zarkon uh, that uh, that he would send out, he would send out, or he would have orders to be sent out by this witch. <laughs> uh, that she would create these monsters to disrupt the planet. And so these space explorers basically went out to bring the legend of Voltron back because Voltron was, was known for just a conqueror, Voltron could just slay the beast. But then all of a sudden now that uh, uh, as uh, the, the writers of this cartoon kind of set it up, that the witch basically put this spell on Voltron to where they both, the Voltron was separated, okay? And they were separated into these lions, into five lions. Uh, so now in order for this giant robot Voltron to be formed, uh, all of the lions had to be put together. But the problem was that there was no one to control these lions. So now the space explorers just so happened to come uh, into the area where Zarkon was and they were trying to destroy them but they were able to get out. They got to planet Eris where there was this palace or this castle um, where the king was. And the king had all of the keys uh, to the lions to activate them. It's interesting because uh, everything was right there, but he just didn't have anybody to control. So here these five explorers show up, all males. The king had a daughter. She was a princess. So now the story goes on now that uh, these guys, they get into Voltron, they get the keys from the king. It's all right, let's do this because, you know, we need Voltron to get back to, to basically just uh, to de destroy uh, these monsters that are disrupting the planet. So they, they get into it and they're on their way. So now uh, from episode after episode, they're doing their thing. But now, there was one particular episode where there, there's this guy named, uh, this guy, or one of the guys that was uh, one of the space explorers, that he was either injured or he died. And so now they left, it, they left the, uh, the space explorers in a dilemma. Because remember, you need all five of the lions <laughs> to be working together in order to form Voltron. So they only had four. Now, each one of the lions had its own individual powers, but the fact of the matter is that in order to destroy this mountain or destroy this monster, uh, their individual powers wouldn't be able to work. It'll just, you know, uh, bruise him for a little bit, but he just kept going. So the princess now rose up and said, hey, you know what? I am going to uh, step up here and take control of the lion, which was the blue lion, which was resting uh, in the waters. Each lion was in a specific place. Uh, but the blue lion that she controlled was in the river. It was in the ocean. And she said, I will control it. Now the king said, well, no, hold on now. I can't let you do this. <laughs> but because, you, you know, you're my daughter. Mm -hmm. And so she said, no. 
uh, I am needed because this thing needs to happen. Because if we don't do something, uh, uh, Zarkon is going to continue now to destroy and disrupt the planting. The plant, excuse me. And so the king said, okay, well, you know, he sent his blessing and was like, okay, you go ahead, be careful. So now here we see the princess now uh, literally shift gears. She uh, moved from just being a princess now to being a defender, to being a warrior now, to being a fighter. Glory to God. And so I'm sharing this with you all because... The prophetic, one of the prophetic words about this year was that the Lord said uh, to, to the women, he said that what I'm doing in the kingdom right now, the kingdom cannot move without you. So you need to get in place. You need to get in position. And the Lord says that I am calling you up from where you are. In other words, that you have, may have spent years just being for example, a princess, or you, you may have just been uh, spending your time operating as, as doing, uh, well, in the church arena, maybe you were just a evangelist or uh, some circles a missionary, or maybe you were just a greeter at the door, maybe you just led prophetic worship, but, but, but he said now, but this year, I need you to come up higher because what I because what is what I'm going to do in this year, uh, I can't do it without my daughters in place. Glory to God. So see, we see here, and I didn't realize now uh, that God was already dealing with me about the kingdom as a young man through this cartoon. Because this cartoon was really prophetic. Because here we have these lions now <laughs> that automatically know that Jesus is known as the lion from the tribe of Judah. So here we now have these lions now that come together, five of them, one, two, three, four, five. And that reminds me of Jesus saying that I give the gifts to the body, uh, the apostle, the prophet, uh, the pastor, the teacher, and the evangelist, uh, all coming together now and uh, to form, form this one man, this, this one fist, glory to God, that this one force to stand up and to defend, not only the body, but to defend what I have created, glory to God. So Jesus now, excuse me, God is, he is, he is the ruler of the universe. Glory to God. So this thing is prophetic. So I believe that God is raising up, raising up the women in this hour because he said, listen, uh, I need you. And I need you to understand that what I placed in you is for this time. That you are more than uh, more than just you know uh, what people have said about you. Uh, just like with the example that I've given now, uh, the princess was more than just the princess. There was more in her. The reason why she, <laughs> the reason why that she actually just uh, uh, stepped up. Nobody asked her to do it. She decided to do it because she was saying, "Listen, I'm not just a princess, 
but there is something more in me. There, uh, there is a fighter in me. There is a greater call in me. And many of you women, you have been fighting for years saying, listen, there's more in me. There's more in me. I know you see me as this, but there is more in me. And the Lord says, look, that what you, you, what you were saying was not wrong. Although that there were those that did not want to hear it. There were those who were uh, intimidated that wanted to keep you at a lower level because uh, they didn't want you to, quote unquote, outshine them. But the fact of the matter is, is that what I place on the inside you cannot just lay dormant. What I place on the inside you just kind of can just stay there and die. So what the kicking that you have been feeling all of this, all of last year and the year before that is the purpose for which you have been brought. The reason why you have been feeling labor pains up to uh, 2018 was because that the baby that you were carrying was ready to burst out, ready to come out. In other words, that purpose, that call in your life was screaming, come on, let me out. And so now God says, listen, I use that cartoon to get your attention so that you can understand that this is the hour now. That it's not just about the men. <laughs> it's not just about, you know, the men carrying titles or uh, carrying uh, levels of authority and all of that. And the only ones that have a problem with it or question it are those who, are, who move in intimidation. Oh, see, look, see that, you know, see, no, you can't let a woman get any kind of power because they'll try to control things. See, I, I, I am convinced. Holy Spirit said this to me yesterday, that, that there are men who are afraid to allow or to push women into position because uh, there is this fear of Jezebel. But the truth of the matter is that Jezebel, number one, is a spirit. And number two, Jezebel, the characteristics of Jezebel don't just work through women. It actually worked through men. So while you worried about the woman, glory to God, that's leading worship or doing glory to God, counting the money or at the door, you need to be worried about the deacon that's on the front row. Mm -hmm. Because Jezebel, the characteristics of Jezebel don't just operate through women. So I believe that there's that intimidation factor that's based out of fear. Well, I don't want them because I don't want them to get in control. No, 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 no. You, no, no, you, you're missing it now. You you automatically because in your mind you have been taught you you have been taught wrong because in your mind you associate Jezebel the spirit of Jezebel with the woman. Mm -hmm. But so God said, "Listen now, no, 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 because I have raised up some women. I have raised up my daughters to take place, and in order for this thing to happen, I need them to move." Let's look at our example again now. In order for them to fulfill the mission, because the mission stopped, they were moving right along. They were slaying mountains and beasts and all this stuff. They were moving right along, but it came to a halt. So the next phase could not happen until the princess got in place. And here we are in 2018. And what God wants to do in 2018, he says, it's a kingdom move, but I cannot do it without my daughters. Now, what does all this have to do with what we just read? There's some things that we can pull from out of the scripture pertaining to 
looking at the woman, who we now know uh, later the name was the name was given to her Eve. But here the woman is having this situation or this dialogue with 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 Satan and. Uh, one of the things that God is, uh, the reason why God is having me to, to release this word is because he, he, wants, he wants his daughters to be aware of the enemy's tactics. Number one, the enemy does not do anything new. He uses the same stuff. Okay? And so before you can really get into what all God wants you to do, God says, okay, let me take you back to the basics. I say this all the time. Uh, when you see a championship team in any sport, it's because they decided, they chose to focus on the basics. And it's the basics that bring the victory. So now, let's look at just some questions I pulled out of here, out of Genesis 3, that I just want us to look at. Question, did the woman have the word or the instruction? Yes, she did. Genesis chapter 3, verse 2 through 3. Let's go back and look at that. Satan said to her, he said, did the Lord, did the, really, did the Lord say that you can, you can eat? She says, of course we may eat, the woman told him. It is only the fruit from the tree at the center of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God says we must not eat it or touch it or we will die. So, the woman had the word. Now, every time this has been preached, it's always been like, well, you know, hey, well, where's the man? And, you know, the man wasn't around. See, if the man was around, then, you know, hey, she wouldn't have gotten in trouble. Listen, let me tell you something. And I want you to hear me now because, and God bless him, but if we continue to look at that that way, we are saying that... <laughs> We are saying that this woman did not have the word, that she was, uh, she did not have the capacity to be able to make the right decisions or she didn't know what to do. So in other words, she needed the man there to, to help her out. The fact of the matter is that you are not feeble. You are not weak-minded. You, 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 you are capable. God is saying, listen, you have the word on the inside of you. And so, and, I, and I'm saying this for a reason because I know that by the Spirit, this has been drilled in to many of my sisters in the body of Christ. Well, you know, this in order for you to do this, you know, you need such and such. Now, don't get me wrong now. Do we need one another? Yes, we do. But the tone of that is, is that you're weak, you, you know, you, you can't carry the word, you don't know the word, uh, uh, you, you know, you need someone uh, to be able to just to reinforce what you heard. No, no, she knew the word. She knew the word clearly. How do we know? Because she not only, not only did she verbalize it to the enemy, but she corrected him and said, no, that's not what God meant. That's not what God was saying here. <laughs> so, so, she had, so she had the word She had the word of instruction Meaning that God is speaking God, God is capable of speaking to you That you have the capacity to hold the word You have the capacity to remember the word To articulate the word Glory to God 
Uh, what my next question that we want to look at, the next question we want to look at this is, okay, how did the enemy, how did the enemy trick her then? How did the enemy trick her? All right, verse four through six. He said to her, you won't die. Remember she just said, now if we do this, we're going to die. The enemy said, you won't die. The serpent hissed. The serpent hissed. <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. God knows that your eyes will be open when you eat it. You become just like God, knowing everything, both good and evil. The woman was convinced the fruit looked so fresh and delicious, it would make her, and it would make her wise. She was convinced the fruit looked so fresh and deli delicious, and, and it would make her wise. So she ate some of it, and she gave some of it to her husband, who was with her, that he ate too. And he ate two. Okay? So now, how was she fooled? How, how did the enemy deceive her? What did he do? So, he see that he couldn't trip her up with the word. Right? So now, he said, okay, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to speak now. I'm going to speak to the soul. Soul is the mind, the will, and emotions. The mind, the will, and emotions. If I can't, if I can't get, the, get you through the word, twist, twist the word up and everything, I'm going to get you through your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's how I'm going to attack you. That's how I'm going to attack you. Uh, that's how I'm going to attack you right there. Okay? And then not only that, he's dealing with and speaking to the flesh, because now she's in flesh. She's in flesh. She has a body. God, they both had. They both had bodies. But understand this now. Watch what happens here. Um, God is saying through that, and we're just learning this first part. We're learning something about from the woman and what He's saying to women in this hour, because He because He wants to use you. The, the kingdom has need of you. He's saying that you women need to guard your mind, your will. And your emotions. You need to guard your mind, your will, and your emotions. And I want to point something out here because the Bible says that Adam was with her when she gave him the fruit. When she gave him the fruit, Adam was with her. So we see here that that we have to that that, that women listen. What what God is saying to you is to look that you have authority. You have authority that you carry that's from the Father now, and you can watch this. You are free to walk in it. I released a word on Facebook that the spell from these male chauvinist preachers that have been spoken over your life is broken. It's, it, listen, it's not just what has been said, but it's even just in, um, just in the, uh, the action. I'm going to place you here. I'm going to have you do this. There was a tone behind that. It wasn't just to place you somewhere or have you doing something or, you know, just to put you somewhere. There was a tone behind it. Meaning that that's, you know, right now, that's the only place I feel that you're qualified. You're not qualified. And I'm going to step on some religious toes today. <laughs> because... You have the authority to stand up 
in the pulpit and preach. Watch the tone. Here, watch, watch the movement. I'm just teaching this now. Watch this. Okay, we're going to have you teach from the floor. But the men can stand up on the stage and holler and scream and jump around and grab the ear and talk about, say the Lord, say yes, and ain't the Lord all right, but you got to teach from the, from the floor. Now, I want you to look at this now. Look at the tone behind that. Look, look at, look at what, what it's, it's, it's one of those things with like, you know, say, saying something without saying it. <laughs> you, you are more, and it's, it don't matter where you preach, but, the, but you know what? The Holy Spirit addressed that some time ago, and he says, you know what? It don't matter, but it does matter, because what they're saying to my daughter is, is that you don't matter. You're only good enough to sit here, to sit here. You can't come up here. Because this is our sacred, this is our area. You can't have this. You can't, you can't, you can't touch our. It, it reminds me of the little rascals in one episode. No women allowed. It was a boys' club. Remember, no women allowed. Oh, and Alfalfa broke the rule because he loved Darla. Oh, he loved Darla so much. Darla could just blink her eyes and just smile at him. And, 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 and uh, Alfalfa's little curl hair just sticking right up every time he seen Darla. But he risked it all knowing that his boys were going to be mad. Why are you talking to her? You like her? Why are you messing around her? You, if you don't get rid of her Alfalfa, you cannot be a part of the club. Mm -hmm. I'd rather not be a part of the club. <laughs> And help you push you where you need to be. Because the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that there, there is just, as I said, there's just this intimidation that's going on. But there is this thing where it's like, you know, although you're not saying it, you are saying it. And I'm telling you today that God has seen enough of that. God has seen enough. And he said, look, I'm, I, I've had enough of my daughters being told, even through actions and moves, that they're not good enough. So the Lord is just simply saying to you, because you have authority, let me remind you that the reason why God took her and formed woman out of the man because here is this big vision, and he can't do it by himself. The animals were not suitable for him. God brought you here because you had to assist in the running, in the stewardship of earth. So you had authority. So then you say, okay, listen, I'm gonna get there, I'm gonna get them, I'm gonna get their authority. Because see, if I can get to her, if I get to her. I know how to get to him. So the Lord says, as you're being used in this year, in the church, outside the church, and we know that the kingdom is really pushing outside the church. We know that. We talk about that. He says, guard your mind. Guard your will. Guard your emotion. He'll twist up words. He will manipulate. He was manipulating her desires by speaking the distorted, distorted truth. God didn't say that. Okay. You know, he knows you won't die. He, he, he knows that you will be like him. Okay, hold on a second. 
Wait a minute. He says, you will be, you will be like him. You will become just like him, knowing both good and evil. Here, here's the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is, they were already like him. Look at what he said. You will become like him. No, no. What did he say? Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Right? Let them have dominion. Right? So, he, it, it's, 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 a, it's a mind game. It's a mind game. So he said, guard, guard your mind. Guard your mind. Guard your mind. Guard your mind. Guard your will. Guard your emotions. Because he's trying to rob you of your authority. He wants you, he wants you to walk and to act like that you don't matter. But you, you need it. You need it. Psalms 37, 4 says this. It says, to, uh, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. The Bible says that God would not withhold anything from those who what? Walk uprightly, right? So, even when the enemy who uses the same tricks dangles something in front of you, just know, no, no, I don't, I don't need that to come from your hands because all I need to do, I don't, I don't need to give over or give myself over to you in order to receive. No, all I need to do is take delight in him. As I take delight in him, love on him. He will give me my heart's desire. First uh, John uh, 2, 15 through 17 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. He wants you to get caught up in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He wants you to get he wants, he, he wants to steal. He wants, you to, to, he wants to rob you of your delight. In other words, he, he wants you to stop delighting in him. He, he wants you to stop delighting. Because if he can stop you from delighting him, then now you, crush, now you question his character. Now you question if he's able to do it. And so now it makes it easy to go over what the enemy is saying and to give yourself over. He's trying to steal your time of delighting in him. Alright? Okay. Alright. Same scripture. New Living Translation. I read the New King James Version, 1 John 2, uh, 15 through 17. This New Living Translation, two New Living Translation says, Stop loving this evil world and all that it offers you. For when you love the world, you show that you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only the lust of the lust of physical pleasure, the lust of everything we see, the pride in our possessions. Uh, they are not from the Father. They are from the evil, from this, excuse me, from this evil world. And this world is fading away along with everything it craves. But if you do the will of God, you will live forever. What can we 
we learn? Now there was three other things. Three other things. Three points that I want you to just kind of just write this down and just keep in your memory bank. Holy Spirit gave me this this morning. He said, he said tell them this is, this is a kingdom FYI. Number one, still talk about Genesis chapter 3. And, and we're going to tie all this in about uh, our thought today. But number one, God will never violate his word. God will never violate his word. The enemy told her, you know, God didn't say that. Did God, did God really mean that? You won't die. And I'm saying this because, because, we, you know, because there, there's just confusion. Okay, well, I thought I heard God on that. I thought I heard God to, to you know, connect with this person. I, I thought I heard God to pursue this. Now, if, it, if it's violating the word of God, okay, let me, let me just make it simple again. That if, if you are a believer and you are hooking up or, or even talking about getting some kind of relationship with someone that is an unbeliever, okay, there's a problem with that because it's two different worlds. Well, I'll, I'll just work on them. No, that's not the word. <laughs> that's not. So, well, God, 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 I heard, I heard the Lord say to me that I was to connect with him and I was to uh, be his wife. And although he's not saved, that, I, that me just being with him, that I will uh, save him. You know, that's not the word. God never violates his word, okay? The second thing we see is, they sound funny, but when God speaks, he never hisses. <laughs> the Bible said, the Bible said that the devil, he said, no, he said, no you won't die. He hits. <laughs> Simply put, God does not sound like the devil. The devil can try to sound like God. But even if, even if the devil trying to sound like God, he can never get away from his true nature. Mm, 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 mm. Did you catch that? <laughs> he hits. In other words, in other words, he can act like and portray the oh, this is I am God speaking to you. But his true nature is still gonna come out because he can't hide it. <laughs> That's, that's just like a that's just like a wolf, you know, a wolf trying to hide his trying to hide his tail, but no matter what you, you know, you, you can't hide it. <laughs> you can't you can't hide it. So so uh, God when God speaks to you, he, he, he clear, clear. He speaks to you through his word, he speaks to you through preaching, he speaks to you in your spirit, through prayer. And there are times God will speak through circumstances. He'll use others to speak to you. Okay? But, but the Lord, <laughs> when you hear God's voice, God's voice is nothing like the enemy. Okay? Uh, when God speaks, when God speaks, there is a peace. Even when God is giving you a heads up, what we call a warning. There's still peace behind that. I'll never forget. There, there's, um, there's a uh, wonderful sister. I can't can think of her last name. She's here in the city. She was preaching one time. And she said, she said, the Lord had told her, 
He said, prepare yourselves because there was going to be a death in your family. Okay? And so, uh, she said the way that he said it, it was like she knew it was the Lord. That although that it was a word that was like, ooh, she still had peace when she heard the word. See, understand now, the enemy cannot give you peace. The enemy <laughs> cannot give you something that God has. He can try to duplicate it, but his true nature is always going to come out. And so I always tell, tell uh, everyone that, if, you know, <laughs> uh, listen, if you're making a decision and you don't feel right about that, you don't feel, mm, oh, I'm not, oh, oh, no, no, no. It's best not to ignore that. <laughs> it's best, okay, okay, let me back up. Lord, is that really, is that something, or are you, are you having me punch the brakes? And you may not even know the reason why. But, you know, you, oh, okay, hold on. I don't, I don't feel the peace of God on that, so maybe I need to hold up. And usually it's revealed. Number three, uh, God never brings confusion about your identity. This is what he was doing in that. He knows that you will become more like him. God will never, God will never speak to you to confuse you about your identity. You're in him, you're in him. You belong to him. Every time God speaks to you, he's speaking to you, he's, I'm speaking because you are mine. Now, one time will God ever speak to you and leave you in a place, I don't know, I don't know if he loves me or not. I don't know if he cares. If you're ever dealing with that, you need to check now what's going on in your own heart. You need to check what's going on with you. Because on God's end, it's not that he don't love you. Okay? That's really important. Because sometimes people will hear God speak a word and uh, correction. Well, well, I'm confused now. Well, I thought he said that he loves me. No, no. He doesn't. God never, ever, ever confuses you. Well, I, 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 thought, I thought I was saved. I thought I belonged to him. I thought I was a child of God. No. There's no confusion when he talks to you. All right? So what, what can we learn from, uh, learn from this one? Well, number one, there should be no dialogue with the devil and no time. When you're talking to the devil, you, you either tell him to shut up, go, be quiet, you know, or you're canceling the plans of the enemy. You, you're, not, you're not sitting down having a coffee break with the devil. I know that sounds, and it does sound funny, and I, and I know it's like, okay, well, Pastor, okay, we know this stuff, right? But yeah, but, but you know what I'm finding out is that most of our problems, most of the stuff we deal with is out of this foundation right here because we're having too much conversation with the devil. God has said this about you, but you, but here we go, but I, do, 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 okay, who told you that? One, one of my good friends, he's with the Lord now. He did a teaching on that. And I love, I love, I love when he was teaching on teaching on this out of Genesis. He would always say, Who told you that? <laughs> who told you that? You know, and that's the truth. Like, who, 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 who told you that? Alright? And so 
you know, are some of our conversations, some of the things that we're bringing forth, or some of the things that we're saying, some of the things that are coming out, or the reason why we feel this way is because we've been dialoguing with the enemy. And my question to you, how, how much time have you been spending with the Lord? Right? How much time have you been spending with him? So, no dialogue with the enemy anytime. You're, you're giving him a command because he has placed the enemy under your feet. Okay? Number two, hold on to what is true. You hold on to the word of, word of the Lord. We see that. You know, when the enemy is trying to twist the word up. No, no. You hold on. Hold on to the word. Now, I'm not second guessing this and that. No, this is what God said about me. God, God told me that he has promoted me to this position. God has promoted me in this season. God said that he has expanded me. God told me that I need to prepare for increase. God told me I need to prepare for the transfer. I'm holding on to that word because he said it. Okay. God told me that this is my opportunity to stand up and move in, move in authority. Although that you are a woman, although, and all that stuff. Although that you are a woman, and also, you know, God called me to this position. I know that, you know, there's never been a woman to hold this position. I know that there's never been a woman to, you know, operate like this. But God told me that this was my time. Hold on to that. Number three, don't allow, your, don't allow your desires to override what the truth, override the truth that you know. Don't allow your desires to override the truth that you know. You got to keep everything in its proper place. All I know, I desire this, and I, and I understand, I delight in him. Yes, he'll give me the desire in my heart. Yes, I continue to confess that. Yes, I know he'll give me the desire in my heart. Here's the truth. The truth is, I can't get it this way. The truth is, I got to continue to be faithful. The truth is, I got to continue to do what I'm supposed to be doing. I just can't, I just can't, although I desire this, I just can't skip or violate the rule or try to go another way around to get it. No, no. I, I hold on to the truth now. I hold on to the truth because I love him. I keep his commandments. I keep his truth in my heart. Okay? So I keep everything in its proper place. Number four, watch what's being offered. Watch what you, excuse me, watch what you are offering. Watch, watch what you are offering. Sometimes, hear me now, hear me. This is the reason why we have to stay in the presence of God because, because yes, uh, we have thoughts to come that don't, listen now, thoughts that, that we deal with come to our mind. It's not always coming from hell. Some, some, some thoughts are just our thoughts. And we have, um, okay, man, that sounds great. But <laughs> before, before I run with that, okay, before I offer this, let me see. Is this something that I should offer? Is this, number one, is this God or is this just me? It's just my thoughts. Look at this now. Look at this. If, if, if she had the word, yes, but in that moment, she did not take the time to really examine it. Because she was now being ruled by, oh man, man, this is good. It looks delicious. It's fresh. 
And man, I can be wise if I eat this. Okay? This is so good. Now I'm going to give it to the one that I'm connected with. And it's really important now because, and hear me prophetically, God is connecting you to significant people in this hour to help you fulfill his plan on the earth. And with that, God says, watch what you offer. Everything, whatever comes, make sure. I don't care. And I'm not talking about churchy stuff. I'm talking about even outside this building. Okay, is this the will of God? Is this for my house? Is this for the place where God has put me, give me influence on my job? Is this something I should offer to the board? Is this, is this something? And maybe you watch this now. Maybe it's a good thing, but maybe it's just not time. Watch what you offer. Okay? Number five. Stop living off of excuses. <laughs> then, the, then the Lord asked the woman, how could you do such a thing? This serpent tricked me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Come on. Stop making excuses. Women of God. Women of God. Women of God. You are, you are called to a higher purpose. You are called. Listen, when God, when God created, needed someone, needed someone to guard, needed someone to manage the land, he had you on his mind now. He had you on his mind because he wants you to be in a place of authority to manage. So hold on now. No more excuses. Ladies, no more excuses. Ladies, hear me, hear me on the website. No more excuses. Well, that happened because such and such. No, no. He hissed at me. Or he, he said, or he said, well, well, see, well, you know, well, she took me there. Come on now. You, at some point, you got to break away from, uh, listen, when, <laughs> when I was a child, I thought as a child, you know, I act like a child, you know, I did things as a child, but now that I've become old, I put away childish things. And the word for the women, since we're talking about the women, now, the word for the women, because God has need of you, you need to put away childish things. That is one of the things that God has been really hammering on. It's maturity. He says, listen, what I'm giving you is a great responsibility. But I only give you, the Lord said this, said this, uh, said this to me this week, shared on Facebook. He's given the blueprint to the mature. Only the mature. God has given you, ladies, the ability to build, to build and plan. That's where we are. He's giving you the blueprint. Now, I close with this. I said to you that today, this message was entitled The Queen, the Intercessor, the Judge, and the Victor. Why did I go through all that? Because, watch this now. We know about Esther. Excuse me. Esther, Esther was. She was a queen. Esther was also an intercessor as well. She was there to stand in between, to intercede on the behalf of her people because she had access to the king. We know about Deborah out of Judges 4. Deborah, the Bible said, she was a prophet and a judge of God who was used when the children of Israel cried out for help in Judges chapter 4. 
But then there is another young lady by the name of Jael. Jael. She was the one who fulfilled a prophecy. <laughs> Judges chapter 4. Uh, Deborah, who was a prophet and a judge in Israel, she sent forth orders for someone to be killed, to be dealt with. And the prophecy was not fulfilled through the man. It was fulfilled through a woman. And so here this young woman, and you can read this in Judges 4, uh, 4, 4 through 9, uh, yourself here. I'm trying to hear it because it's, because it's time. But here, here's this, this, this woman. She fulfilled prophecy by driving a stake, a tent peg, grabbing the hammer and driving a tent peg through the head of the enemy. And the victory came by the hands of this woman. I'm telling you that God is, has taken you, women, through stages. You are not just a queen. You're not just an intercessor. You're not just a prophet and a judge. But you are a warrior. You are a victor. And we see all of these examples here in this hour because God says that this is what's on the inside of you. You were in one season just a queen of intercessor, standing in between. But now I call you to be a prophet. Now I call you, I call you to stand as a judge and to declare what I'm saying. I've even put a weapon in your hand. I've even given you a weapon now so that you can destroy the works of the enemy. You are a fulfillment of prophecy. The victory is coming through your hands. I decree and declare that over your life today. So I speak to you now, not as who you are and not just who you were. But I speak to you now as what God says you have become. So in this place today, and those who are listening by, web, by our uh, website, I want you to embrace what the Holy Spirit says about you. He's giving you 
information on how to maintain, how to cover, what to look out for. But more than that, he says, I want you to trust me in walking in your authority. I want you to trust me. And I hear this in my spirit. God, I'll go, but I'm afraid. And God says, trust me. Trust me with every step. I am developing you. I want you to get this. I am developing you with every step that you take. You're not doing this alone. And you may feel like, God, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not worthy of this. I'm not, I don't know if I'm qualified for this. He's calling you by name. You keep hearing him. You can't shake it. You keep hearing him call your name. And you keep trying to just rationalize and say, no, I'm calling you. The kingdom has need of you. So in the name of Jesus, I declare, I declare now that all what I have made you to be is now coming together so that you can be a part of what I'm doing. Because what I'm doing in the kingdom cannot be done without you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the women in the body of Christ. I pray, Father, that you would raise them up in their thinking. I pray, Father, that they will know today that they are free from the opinions of men. They are free every limitation they are free Father I thank you today that your daughters are moving with confidence and I thank you Father that you have caused them to move with a new sound And Father, I thank you today that even as you have said through the prophet Deborah that the Lord's victory over the enemy will be in the hands of a woman. I prophesy that today in the name of Jesus. Those that said that they would not go, those that refused to do Oh my, I decree and declare that these ones shall go and the victory shall come through their hands. And I hear the Lord saying that, that the task that I have given you is because the one that I gave it to said no. Refused to go. Fear them. But the Lord says, the victory is coming through your hands. 
of the Most High. I decree and declare, thank you, Holy Ghost, that every male, hear me by the Spirit, every male in your family's lineage that told God no, God says, I'm giving it to you to fulfill. The victory is going to come through your hands. In Jesus' name. Amen.